he started the process of shortening the work week and you know the challenge of figuring out how to make that work was one that his people really jumped on we were so much inspired by the design sprint the design sprint was inspired by design thinking and it was mm -hmm. the way google tried to really, really accelerate their portfolio companies. They wanted them to strive and then and they did a couple hundred times. And Google is a, you, you can think what you want about Google, but one thing, <laughs> they are data driven. And mm -hmm. what they do is they have discipline of uh, taking decisions based on data and collecting data in a very good way. Right. So that's the scientific method. You collect the data, the data will tell you what you are on. And, um, and they did it a couple hundred times and they found out that there is a flow in there and that you can do it in five days. Now there is a community around that that evolved it over the years. They are now mm -hmm. doing three days, two and a half days, one and a half days, even in 60 minutes. And so there are mini sprints, design sprints on the product level. And we said, hey, this is flow. This is working. How can we translate that to what we are doing with the strategy consulting? Mm -hmm. and, um, and we we applied that to market domination, market shares, revenue growth, using the same principles, because also in strategy, you think you are planning, but what is planning? Planning is projecting an assumption and making it big. And the worst mm -hmm. thing to do with an assumption is making it big. You have to make it small enough that you can test it fast. Right. Yeah, so that's how we came up with the strategy sprint. Mm -hmm. No, and you know what I what I see with these companies is that once you get into the habit of doing this, or you know, let's put it once you do it a couple times and you do it successfully, it begins to become a habit. It becomes to be it, you know it starts to be a way of thinking that people will apply to all kinds of things. Do you want to make your sales more repeatable and reliable? Do you want to have less volatility and more growth in your revenue per month? At Strategy Sprints, we do only one thing, strategy and sprints. Strategy means having more revenue through a better offer. And sprints means having more energy in your team every week. Check out if your ROI is as high as it is for most service-based and online businesses and startups we work with which is over 100%. You can see it in just 15 minutes by going to strategysprints.com slash sales and completing our online exercise to know what your ROI would be with our accelerator program. We are ready to sprint. Are you? You know, I had, you know, as, as, one, as one CEO put it, um, it, once he started he started the process of shortening the work week and you know the challenge of figuring out how to make that work was one that his people really jumped on right and uh, and you know they came up with all kinds of new ideas but even after they had moved to a four-day week they kept coming up with those ideas they kept coming up with suggestions for you know what to do next you know new products new or of potential clients and so on and he said that you know my people all act like they own the company now and all i did was give them a day off and wow. you know it you know and it generate you know it 
didn't just result in people working less, but really a change in the way that they thought about their place in the company, about the opportunities that they had to contribute, and you know, a, a real change in the way that they approached their work. You know, not as something simply to be completed, but as something to be continuously improved upon, which was, you know, I think, a really powerful thing. Beautiful. I think it's, it's the respectful intervention of seeing them as human beings, which is the creative side of things, the spiritual. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not so much the manual creating widgets, which can, can be done by robots much better nowadays, but really to... to respect that creative uh, part which is really thinking about and improving and and in order to improve you have to get creative and to to try out stuff and then you are an artist or and a scientist alike right because you're you have to find new solutions but you have to test them so you are both an artist and a scientist which is the beauty of, of, of entrepreneurship yeah. No, I think that that, you know, that, that combination of sort of an experimental mindset that emphasize that, you know, emphasizes both the kind of more artistic and kind of playful aspect of, ex, you know, uh, that is implied in the term experiment combined with the more empirical and numbers oriented sort of meaning of the term experiment is something that's joined together in companies that you know that uh, that successfully sort of redesign their workdays. I think the other important part of this that you touch on is that you know in the companies that do this successfully, the change is one that starts at the top. You always have a CEO or a charismatic leader, a founder who says, "We're going to try you know sort of to do you know, to do our work in this radically different manner." But the change, though, while you know, inspired at the top is really driven from the bottom. It is the employees themselves who have to figure out how to make a four-day week work because, you know, even in small companies, no founder knows everybody's work well enough to tell them how to do it in, you know, four days or in six hours. And so, you know, giving, giving people the responsibility to figure out how to make that work um, or of, you know, also is, you know, also invests them with a great opportunity to sort of to, or to rethink their work and rethink, rethink their relationship with it, and to have a greater, you know, a greater degree of autonomy, greater opportunities for play, combined with you know, a greater need to look really closely at what they're doing and how they're doing it so that they can do it better. Beautiful. Alex, is there something I forgot to ask? You know, I think, you know, the other, the other really striking thing for me with the four-day week is how valuable it is for, you know, sort of for... Uh, for women employees, in particular for working mothers. And, and I think that a lot of companies have the challenge of, you know, retaining, retaining women who are juggling really complicated lives, who still want to do 
really good work even as they're raising kids. And we have unintentionally over the last few decades um, created an economy and a career, career ladder that assumes that, you know, that working moms will work as if they don't have children, raise children as if they don't work, do both to some impossibly high but not very well articulated standard and blame them if they're unable to juggle all of this stuff simultaneously. One of the consequences, and you know, when, when working mothers take on, you know, go part-time or you know, take on, uh, move to flexible schedules, it's often the case that you know, even in supportive companies, their careers stall out, right? They're seen as less visible, as less committed, um, they're less available for you know, new projects. And so as a result, you know, their, ability to, their ability to contribute to the organization at, and for the organization to make full use of their skills is diminished. One of the things that happens in companies that move to four-day weeks, though, is that all of that structural and cultural stuff, all of those limitations disappear because it's no longer just, you know, just the one person who is, you know, who is working four days. Now, everybody is doing it. Further, because you're doing it as an organization, you all share the collective challenge and the collective burden of figuring out how to make it work. It's also the case that companies that move to a four-day week are places that require a slightly different skill set, right? Um, it turns out anybody can sit in a chair for 12 hours a day. Anybody can get a task done if you stay up until midnight. That is actually, you know, it's, that's actually less impressive than being able to really be ruthless with your time, to focus, to get it, you know, to get that task done in a couple hours rather than 12 hours and to move on to the next thing. And who is it who has to develop the capacity for really good time management, for focus, for being able to work on one thing in a really concentrated manner and then move on to the next thing and the next? Who is it who values their time more than just about anybody else and has the skills necessary to make good use of it? It's working moms. And this is, you know, I don't know, I don't know a working mother who, you know, who doesn't possess those skills. And so what happens with companies that move to four-day weeks is that, you know, sort of being a working mom in conventional organizations is something that, you know, that, that costs you, right? There is a, there is a penalty for being a working mom. In companies that, that, uh, that move to four-day weeks, in contrast, working moms can command a premium, right? They're uh, sort of, that signals a set of abilities, you know, yeah. yeah, you know, that sort of, you know, that companies now really value and they're able to make use of in a way that companies that value overwork, that, you know, that treat long hours as a sign of commitment, just cannot get their hands around. And one of the reasons that these companies 
that move to four-day weeks are so successful is that they're able to tap into a labor market right, of highly skilled professionals who are undervalued in the traditional market, you know, who, when given the chance to, uh, sort of to work in this new way, are super successful, super committed, and super productive. So it turns out to be a real win-win, both for, you know, sort of for working moms who want to continue their careers and for companies who otherwise would really struggle to get employees at that kind of professional level with those skills and those abilities. So I think, you know, that's sort of, that's the, that's another, that's an, that's the last really important thing that I think, um, or of, uh, four companies that move to four day weeks can teach us. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Alex. This is so helpful for everybody working from home and for everybody thinking about how to organize for flow and not just for hustle but really to do things better, more effective, and more efficient for everybody. So thank you so much, Alex. This is so relevant right now. And uh, people listening, buy his books. There is the whole <laughs> and the newest is called Shorter. All right. Thank you, Alex. Oh, thank you, Simon. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Bye-bye, everybody. Keep rolling. We all know that working in sprints is better, but how do we know what we should work on? You're in luck because we have a 15 minute exercise that will give you complete clarity on where to take your project next. Go to strategysprints.com sales to complete our short exercise and meet one-on-one -on -one with an expert sprint coach to identify your number one bottleneck. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the strategy show. Make sure to like this video below and subscribe so that you can stay up to date with every episode of The Strategy Show. Get daily CEO tips from CEOs for CEOs.